0: To another episode of Opera off stage. I'm your host Michelle and I'm Jesse. So we're super excited about this episode. We're doing something a little different. So if you guys follow us on Instagram we posted a question of what are some hilarious, awkward, terrible, wow, I feel like there's this is not real life. I must be in a movie right now kind of situations that you've had while you've been in an audition. And you guys did not disappoint. The stories that we're going to read today are just amazing. And we're so excited. So this week's a little bit of a different episode, but I think you guys are going to really like it. Um So I feel like it would kind of be funny for Jesse and I to share our own personal stories before we start diving into into our submissions. So Jesse, do you have uh, an out-of-body experience <laughs> like audition story?
1: I absolutely
0: do. So when
1: I was traveling around doing my all of my grad school auditions I was doing two different auditions in in one city and I had just finished the first one and it had gone really well and I was super happy. And actually for that school I got accepted the next day which was just a super like a, a huge ego boost you know when you're Doing audition after audition. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the next day I head over to this other one and they ask me to sing. I start off with Saper Foreste, it's my go to starter aria, and they ask for Aki Fuse, which is fine. It's one of my oldest arias, I know it super well. Mm-hmm. Aki Fuse is easily the most panic inducing three page aria for me. Like, for an aria that is so short and so well-known, there are so many ways to mess it up. So I get past the run, I get past the B-flats, and I get to the point where you go up and you're singing Rue on the, on the G. Right?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I'm like, we are home free. We have made it to the end of this aria. There's nothing left to worry about here. Right? Right? <laughs> Wrong wrong there's always something to worry about <laughs> never calm down never trust yourself so from there you jump from the g down to uh the c sharp i believe and i still to this moment am not sure if i messed up or if the pianist messed up we go down to that C, and we're no longer in the same chord we're no longer on the same key oh no and like oh huh what because now here's the thing i've got half a second to make a decision do i try to figure out what key she's in or do i keep singing in the key i'm in and hope she finds me i have no time i have no time to make that decision i continued in the key i was in she found me which leads me to believe that it might not have been my fault but like i said i was so in the moment of the piece that i just was like i uh, i'm still not certain who did what but we were all surprised
0: (laughs) i like that you came in with an alternative ending to a classic aria you know brownie points for for really making it your own (laughs) jesse
1: listen i really think you need something right at the end of that aria to jar you awake and that really does it really does it to you
0: that's amazing i oh my
1: gosh. well you're just (laughs) mortified because i had already done one aria and done pretty well with it and then i'd moved on to this aria that's been in my package forever is still in my package to this day and just you walk out of there and you're like what just happened was i possessed was the because here's the other thing for as long as it's been in my my package it's definitely also been in that pianist package forever and so like i said every time i think through it i'm like it could have been me but it could have been her. like everybody makes mistakes but it was probably me right but also, why would I mess that up? Why would I completely change keys? And, you know, you just sit back and you're like, "I, somebody, get me the tapes."
0: That's beautiful. I really, oh, I wait. love that. I have a similar, <laughs> similar, like pianist moment. <laughs> um, so the this last, like yap season, you were with me, so you will remember this. Although I don't know if you could hear it through the door, but we drove down to this audition. And I sang Comme autrefois from Pearl Fishers. That's a pretty big aria. It's like five and a half minutes long. But it's one of my favorite arias. I just, I love singing it and it usually goes pretty well. Although I will say that it's not always a good pianist-friendly piece. So my lovely older pianist is doing such a good job. We're having a really great time at this song, and then at the very end, like, transition, there's a page turn where they're just playing, like, these octave chromatic chords as we go down, and I have an entrance after she does it, and oh my gosh bless her heart this lady does not like make the page turn i don't know what happened like she just has like an aneurysm and i'm not even singing and it's just like king, 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 king. like just <laughs> wrong notes like there's no way around it it is just wrong and i have to come in and i i'm like laughing because as she's hitting all of these wrong chords she literally goes oh oh god Oh, like, aloud oh, while she's playing it. And I, like, was losing my mind, like, trying not to laugh because I just, like, I didn't, like, uh, what key were we in? I don't know. We were in a different key every chord because she was just playing these crazy notes and it was wild. And. It's kind of a weird entrance for the vocal line to come back in. And I was like, God help me. I hope I know where I am. And we came back and we ended together and the rest of it was fine. But it was just like the biggest train wreck, like mid song I've ever experienced before. And it was lovely.
1: Oh my gosh, to to give a little extra information, I was at this audition with Michelle, kind of like peeking through the window. I couldn't tell what was happening fully, it wasn't super clear to me sound-wise, but you would have never been able to tell from the look on Michelle's face that (laughs) that was going on. So kudos to you,
0: great poker face. Thank you. I mean, we went from like truly beautiful romantic music to like, I don't even know, messian like in an instant and i was just like where are we <laughs> what is happening it was amazing
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: but it was it was the verbal oh god oh <laughs> oh that like really got me because the directors and like could surely hear it as well and it was just a glorious audition experience
1: <laughs> oh. those are our stories but i've taken a peek at some of the submissions for this week and we have some wild stories from you guys as well So the first one says, When I'm nervous, I tend to talk a lot without thinking. This particular edition was the first one I had done in a really long time, so I was definitely nervous. When I walked into the room, I said hello and realized I wasn't quite sure where they wanted me to stand, so I asked. The director said, Walk to the light, and in my nervousness, I blurted out, I'm too young to die. (laughs) I felt so unprofessional, but they were nice enough to give a couple courtesy laughs. In the end, they gave me a role, and I get to laugh at myself every time I think of that experience. You still got the role though, and that's honestly all that matters. I, <laughs> that's a great joke, actually. I like it.
0: I'm honestly dying at this one because I'm young. I'm too young to die. <laughs> I don't know why I this love is that, like. Though. This is such a cute story, but. Okay, but also, it's there's so much truth to this, because why is it when we haven't auditioned in a while, like, things always inevitably are 10 times worse? Like, why is that? Like, you really do have to keep your audition skills sharp, because you're just so nervous if you haven't auditioned in a while. But I love the fact that this person's nervousness came out as, like, actually a very genuinely funny joke. <laughs>
1: I know. Well, like, yeah, that's killer. That's great. Because if I've been sitting on an audition panel, as long as it's not like the same 10 sentences I've heard over and over, like, that's fun. That's funny. Mm-hmm. That's something I can go home and tell my friends about after a day of auditioning. But also, why Why don't they tape the floor? Why don't people mark the spot they want you to stand on the stage? If it's not like an opera audition where it's immediately clear you're going to stand in, in the piano, you know, or at mm-hmm. least start there. Why? Why not just put tape on the floor?
0: I kind of wonder like though this person talks about the courtesy laughs. I wonder I I want to know what their laughter was because I can imagine if somebody's like, "Hey, walk to the light." And you're like, "I'm too young to die." And they're like <laughs> Like that Yeah, that's that, true. That would that would be upsetting to me. Nothing is worse than when you like awkwardly say something and the response is not good. So, I guess in my mind, I would start cracking up. But I guess if it was just like a Ha. Huh. <laughs> like that would be pretty embarrassing, I have to say.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I I'm, I'm definitely imagining it as a lot more jovial than maybe it was because they did the right courtesy laugh. But they still got the role, which is great. So I can't I like to imagine it wasn't the worst, but oh man.
0: That's so true. The fact that they got a role really is what probably saves this story. Because if they hadn't, if they just never heard back then that would be even more awkward. But hey, they got the role. Never give up. (laughs) Keep
1: going. Don't give up in your auditions. It doesn't matter what happens. You recover and you go back.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this next one is really funny and gives me so much anxiety. Uh, This next story says, I went to a musical theater audition spontaneously and learned a song from the show the same day. I decided to do the audition just to get some audition practice. I learned the song about two hours before the audition and then got there still memorizing the text. Oh, no. I walked into the audition room and it turns out I know the accompanist. I sang a cabaret song and was trying to belt, which was definitely interesting. Oh, my gosh. While singing only 16 bars of the song, I definitely forgot half of the text and invented the rest. I wasn't sure I was going to get a callback, but unexpectedly, I got asked to stay longer to dance. I'm not the best dancer, but still stayed for the callback. Why not? Once we got the callback, we had to learn the choreography really fast. And I was doing okay learning the steps, but once we had to put together the choreography, I got totally lost. We finished practicing the choreography and started the actual audition dance. Needless to say, I lost my way after about five seconds and made an absolute fool of myself. So much so, I started laughing about myself and someone in the jury did as well. They later wrote me an email saying that they were really sorry they didn't have a spot for me in the show, despite them appreciating my vocal talent. This one gets me. Mostly because I see myself in this audition.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I felt seen in a way I didn't want to be.
0: (laughs) So true. It's always the musical theater, too. Why are we as opera singers, like, literally the worst about preparing our musical theater pieces? Somebody because explain.
1: A, no, I can explain this. I can break this down for you. I've got you here. Because first of all, I've done this exact thing. <laughs> I've done this exact thing. Uh, right at the beginning of undergrad, I didn't realize that Pepperdine did their auditions like the first week you get there mm-hmm. and-, and thought I could learn a song. It was song time, which was dumb of me to try to do.
0: Oh, uh, my God. <laughs>
1: Went on stage, immediately ate it, and just had to turn the pianist And I, I had a second cut that wasn't as good for the show, and I just mm-hmm. said, hey, let's do the other cut, and we just kept going. But wow. we've all done this. We've all tried to learn a cut for musical theater way too late because we sing five-minute pieces. So in our brain, if we, can do, we should be able to do 16 bars, and we're wrong. It's very hard to do 16 bars if you haven't had an extra
0: moment to practice it. Yeah, I think the fact that it's like in English and like, yeah, a shortcut and is usually like well, I mean, you kind of screwed yourself over by trying to learn saw time out of anything out of any musical theater you could try to learn. That's wow. That's a that's a choice, Jesse. I've
1: done that twice. And both times it went disastrously. I don't know why I wanted to fail so badly. And I'm not saying 16 bars is impossible to learn. I'm just saying that when you're put in the pressure of an audition, you're going to make mistakes, <laughs> which is why you never want to learn things the day before.
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing. Even if you practice and have it like memorized, so to speak, the second you get into the audition room and there are other people and the pianist is doing whatever they're doing, and like there are the lights the, your nerves are just, like, on a whole different level than when you were just probably, like, practicing in your practice room or bedroom. So it's just, like, oh, you cannot... You got to be prepared for those things. But that's, I feel, a lesson that we all learn. But what also really gets me is the choreography. Because I'm, I'm an okay dancer, but I cannot learn, like, big blocks of choreography quickly. Like, I just... The, the the part of your brain that memorizes movements quickly is I don't have it. It's not within my brain. I was not born with it. So I relate to that on a, a very personal level. Well,
1: yeah. And here's the thing. If you're an okay dancer and you're in these auditions, so many times you end up being the only person who's not had 20 years of dance.
0: Right? These musical theater auditions are cutthroat.
1: Yeah, and that's the worst feeling in the world because you are definitely just like, please don't put me in the front. Please put me in a place where I can stare down what the other dancer is doing when I inevitably forget what comes next. Yeah. Uh, but I also, I think the other thing that really gets me about this one is the very kind of subtle burn of that email. We appreciate your vocal talent. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ooh. <laughs> no mention of the dance. <laughs> we will not speak of it. Oh. But hey, you, you take what you can get, right? At the end of the day, they're a good singer. We just got to work on our dance skills, as we all do. There you go. I definitely do. So I I genuinely feel like I ghost wrote this story.
1: <laughs> we, we all wrote this story together yeah. through our collective experience. That's so true. So this next one is short, uh, but very funny. During a college audition, one of the voice faculty wanted to vocalize me and had me snort like a pig in front of all of the faculty during this high-stakes audition. It took everything to keep from laughing. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what do you accomplish by snorting, though?
0: Okay, I messaged this person after and asked that same thing because I was like, why, though? Like, what are we trying to get out of this? And this person was... Because I
1: feel like that would just mess me up. Right? And I was like...
0: I don't know. I feel like I, I, I have many questions, <laughs> but they said that they were trying, the teacher or the faculty member was trying to get them to lift their soft palate. And that's why they had them snort. But literally there are so many other exercises that you could do to get somebody to lift their soft palate that I feel like that was just mean.
1: Like, yeah, that feels like the most roundabout way to
0: get there. Right. And it's like, I totally sympathize with this person because, you know, you are so nervous, especially for college auditions. I feel like when you go to grad school auditions, like you have the experience of having done all your college auditions. So like you're a little bit better prepared. But I feel like the college audition experience is really just a wild one. And so the fact that this poor person is a little senior in high school, like all nervous and <laughs> and this person asked them to snort in front of all these important faculty members What a time to be alive. I would, I, I'm actually really impressed that this person didn't laugh because you know me, I laugh at everything and I would have been cackling and then it would have just been unprofessional. So kudos to this person for being able to keep a straight face.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, that would have like also kind of given me some anxiety because I have such bad allergies. So if I snorted, I'd be terrified that I'd just be snorting mucus. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Real feelings. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah, that that one's very, very unique. That's just so wild to me. So um, any voice faculty listening, um, please don't ask your auditionees to snort like a pig. It's traumatizing. Please don't. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so going into this next one. This person said... So as a crossover singer, I have two different audition binders, one for musical theater auditions and one for opera auditions. Oh, no. I think we already know where this one's going to (laughs) go. Oh, (laughs) Oh, this is my nightmare. I'm already anxious. Uh, I made the mistake last year of having both those binders be black. Oh, no. So I drove six hours and arrived at a giant summer stock audition for theater companies from around the country. And I took my binder and I had brought my Aria binder. Why I didn't look at my music until 20 minutes before my audition is a question in and of itself. So I obviously panicked and started brainstorming how I could get away with singing De Vieni or Quando Men Vol for these theaters casting things like Mamma Mia and Kinky Boots. Thankfully, the people working and organizing were some of the nicest folks around and let me upstairs to their private offices to print off my actual audition music from my Google Drive. I gave a giant thank you to them and a giant thank you to my past self for deciding to keep all my music in Google Drive. And now my audition binders are two different colors, and I usually snap a picture at auditions to congratulate myself for bringing the right one.
1: Oh, Oh my gosh. That is my actual nightmare. It is my absolute nightmare. I also keep all my music in Google Drive for this exact reason. And I have had to use it once, but I just... Oh, like 20 minutes before an audition, though, that's just, I would be gone. <laughs> I would have ascended from my anxiety.
0: <laughs> I i don't have two separate binders. I do maybe like at home, but for auditions, I always have just like one binder. And I check it so meticulously, which is stupid because it's not even like I have a second binder to be worried about. So honestly, the thought of this one. Gives me so much anxiety. I, I I agree with you. I think that I would literally just evaporate, <laughs> like, on spot when I realize that I brought the wrong one. But also, I'm sorry. Are you trying to tell me that Kwandomen Vo is not the mood for kinky boots? Because I have some <laughs> questions about that.
1: Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Like, if you, I'm gonna just pose this question to you, uh, and I'm gonna use "Mamma Mia" because I know it better than kinky boots. From your package, what would you sing for Mama Mia? That's a rough one for you because you have a sad package. I was
0: about to say, wow, which one of my depressing songs <laughs> fits Mama Mia the most? Um, Honestly, I would probably say, oh, I don't know. I genuinely don't have anything. And this isn't even necessarily in my audition package, but probably Chanton Le C. Incredible. Or I like that you threw it out
1: there. To be fair, to be fair to you though, your package is just nowhere near something that would be helpful in oh, no. musical theater. Not so I don't I don't blame you for going outside your package and into the canon. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I think for anything musical theater, if I had to use it, I'd probably go with my English piece, Fair Robin, because it's silly oh, and yeah. uh, satirical. So it actually would work okay. But uh not the situation you you want to be in.
0: No. Yeah. But oh. what a time. Can you imagine? Honestly, I'm glad it worked out. Though I'm really glad. Oh yeah, when she, when this person was like, I'm glad that I put I, I thank my past self for putting everything in Google Drive. This is why we have Google Drive. This is why we have like thumb put drives. Everything
1: <laughs> in there. I have I have everything that I could possibly need in there just in case. Because here's the thing, you know, you drop your binder in a puddle, <laughs> you leave your binder at the hotel. There's just so many ways I do it. <laughs>
0: I like how they have it in two different colors as well now. Like, I have learned. (laughs) And they take a picture of themselves at the end to congratulate themselves. I want to see this photo album of, like, congratulatory pictures. Oh, if this is your story, please send us a screenshot of your little photo album, because I'm sure it is very, very wholesome. (laughs) So (laughs) speaking of having, like, the wrong rep for an audition, (laughs) so when I auditioned, for Pepperdine. Honestly, I don't even know if there's a, a point in not just giving the full story. It's so embarrassing. I did not come from a classical background whatsoever. I had one aria that I knew. It was not a good fit at all. It wasn't even like role or Fach appropriate at all. But I had my one little audition aria. I had my little musical theater piece and I had a pop song. So your girl goes oh, I love it. Uh-huh. So your girl goes into this audition and I was told by one of my mentors you need to impress this choir director because he's the person that I know. He's our connection, Dr. B. Dr. Board. So I was like, "Okay, great. I'm going to make a really good impression." And I show up to this audition and there's no one there. In this audition hall, there's like an outside section that usually has lights. There are no lights. There's nobody running the audition. There's a singular sheet, but everything is pitch black. And so I was like, my audition is now, right? So I go into the hall and they're all sitting there, like the faculty. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I am supposed to be here. Okay, great. Like they didn't go home without hearing me. And they're all eating granola bars. They're all taking a snack break. (laughs) So casual. And they were like, hi. And I think they had me sit down before I actually sang so that they could finish their granola bars. And there's four or five of them in there. And Dr. Board is not there. And I was like, oh, where's Dr. Board?" As we we're like making chit chat and they're finding out more about me. And they were like, oh, he had to leave, sorry. He just left. And I was thinking in my head, no, that was the one person that I'm supposed to meet and talk to, so I'm like, okay, great. So they look at what I have to offer. I have a song from Les Mis, LOL. Uh, I have a pop song and i have my little aria so i sang my aria it happens <laughs> i don't know how it went and then they nobody were like,
1: has an appropriate aria in high school uh-uh. because you're in high school
0: uh uh-uh. uh so here's the real kicker you guys i for my other two songs brought a cd instead of sheet music and guess what hall doesn't have a cd player Because this is a classical program that I'm auditioning for. So obviously they don't have a CD player. So they're like, uh, so you don't have sheet music? And I was like, uh, no, I don't have sheet music. So our accompanist, Louise Lovequist was just like, well, you know, I think I know this, this musical theater piece. I think I could play it from memory. So she straight up starts playing it from memory as I'm singing along. And then she stops and she's like, what's the next lyric? And I was like, this. And then we keep going. And that happened like two times. And I genuinely have never had such a wild audition. Just I could not have been less prepared or like knew what I was getting myself into. And so the fact that they accepted me <laughs> and emailed me the next day of wanting me to come has always been a complete shock to me. And yeah, that's my audition of Pepperdine. I'm sure everyone who knows me and who is from Pepperdine is getting a good old, good old laugh and shock.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's me. <laughs> Don't be me. I love Louise, man. Don't be. Well,
0: I'm actually I'm just surprised
1: cuz you you had a voice teacher.
0: Yeah, but I sang literally pop. So for any sort of audition you use a CD.
1: I would never know. I've never <laughs> I've never been in a pop audition. It's not it's not my my thing. Yeah. Usually so I, bring but But I'm CD. still surprised your teacher wouldn't have you bring both. I don't know. I have a lot of questions. Uh but you know, so many I got in. And <laughs> You know what? It's fine. It all worked out.
0: <laughs> so amazing.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, I need a moment to absorb that story. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a courtesy audition. and But what I mean by a courtesy audition is I was re-auditioning for a group I had already been in. And the purpose of it is more to hear you and see what voice part you should be because it's for uh, an ensemble. Uh, and I'm not including any names or anything in this one for many reasons. Okay. Um, but I went into this audition. Uh, Like I said, wasn't panicked. Was just doing an old aria for the sake of them hearing my voice and deciding what voice part I should be. So very, very low stakes as far as auditions go. Um, So I walk in and I don't recognize the pianist, which means that they are not a coach or an accompanist. They are a piano performance major. Who has been asked to do this? Which is fine, you know, it's no big deal. So go over, hand them my music, chat with the director because I know them, and I'm I'm gonna sing "Saper which, like I said, to this day is my my go-to opener aria. I love that aria. Solid. Now choice. here's the thing: that aria can be a little tricky to line up with a pianist you've never worked with before, but it's not like devastating. You'll catch each other within the the second run, uh, the second little. Tra la 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 if you're not together. So it's fine. Oh no. <laughs> we start, and I quickly realize this pianist might not be the best sight reader. Okay.
0: <laughs> oh no.
1: But the problem is, is she starts to slow down so she can do it as accurately as possible, and I can't slow down because it's not a, a slow aria. And I, I'm used, so used to doing it at one pace because it's so locked into my body that I just keep going. And we get to the tra-la-la-la-las, and it's got that kind of descending chord pattern that we were talking about for your French piece uh, in your other story. Now, it's not chromatic, but it, it is quick. Yeah. And if you don't know it... So she's slowing down again, and I'm just... I At this point, I realize what's happening, and I I realize we're not going to save this, so I'm essentially just going to... Tune out the piano in my head and just keep singing. Uh-huh. Because there's just there's no way to salvage it. There's no way to come back together. I, I cannot help her. And I know this piece well enough that I was like, I'll just I'll just a cappella it essentially, in my head at least. Mm-hmm. And we get to the end, and I'm looking at these, there's two choir directors and a choir TA there as well. And we finish the aria and we all just kind of stare at each other for a second. And I was like, great. thanks. <laughs> and I I see the pain in the director's eyes. He's like, thank you. And I look over the penis. I'm like, thank you. And I see the pain in her eyes. And we're all just very uncomfortable together because it's not appropriate for any of us to acknowledge what's just happened.
0: That's amazing. Oh,
1: And you're just staying there. And it's another situation where I look back on it. And once again, I don't blame that person. It's not the job they're used to doing. They weren't practiced at it, and I'm sure they were made to do it for hours for their scholarship or whatever. I do not blame them. And like I said, it was low stakes for me, so it didn't really matter that it got all helter-skelter. But I felt terrible for her. (laughs) That was just such an unfortunate situation. And I sat back, and I I did have the moment because I was still really young. I did have the moment where I was like, was there something I did? (laughs) You know, I sat back because this was... Normally, it is me. <laughs> <laughs> when something goes off in an audition, normally
0: it's me. I feel so bad for these pianists that they get t- to do the, especially like within school settings. I feel like that's a- maybe a little bit more common where they get these poor, like, piano performance majors or people who are used to performing their piano music and not necessarily like a collaborative pianist or like a coach type that's used to seeing this rep and used to following singers. It's just a different skill set, and not everybody that plays the piano focuses or studies in both. And so when you get these poor performance majors who were probably asked like the day before to come in and do and play these auditions and then things go crazy, it's not their fault. You know what I mean? And then it's just, like, wild to me. It's like, why would you ask this poor person? Because then people don't have a good audition. That person's self-conscious. You don't get what you need out of it. And then it's just, like, a hot mess. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly.
0: Oh, I also really <laughs> oh. like the, like, Mexican standoff at the very end where, like, nobody is, everybody's just looking at each other. Right? Just, like, does you not know. You all know, know, what know
1: something, but <laughs> yeah. it's. It's not appropriate to say. Like, you can't just sit there and be like... "I w- Honestly, looking back, I almost w- wish I had said something. I had just been like, whoops.
0: <laughs> you should have just been <laughs> just like...
1: broken that tension. But I was so... I was like...
0: Uh, you should have uh. just been like, Ooh, well, that was fun.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what I forgot? Actually, one of the choir directors started directing the pianist halfway through, like, conducting them.
0: Oh... Honestly, maybe that was actually kind of a good thing for you because they were like, well, she's still going. Like, you know? Yeah. Because that's Listen, definitely a skill. I was keeping tempo.
1: That Aria doesn't work slow. I couldn't slow down.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: Oh, man. I'm going to let you take this next one because uh, it's your it's your home turf.
0: This is my home turf, you guys. Whew. Okay. This one's a doozy, so get ready. In fact, it starts off with, okay, folks. <laughs> buckle up it's audition nightmare time so imagine you're me a wee girl fresh out of undergrad i have auditioned for professional opera opportunities a grand total of zero times in my whole life on a crisp winter morning i arrived outside of soli hall at the boston conservatory my dream school for my live audition at their grad program in voice it's 7 30 a.m yes that's 7 30 in the morning this is so extra and I love this person That's so dearly, gross, but that is though. so horrible. That's so early. Oh my gosh, I arrived early for um my eight, o- eight o'clock audition with the heads of the department and conductors, the big guys on campus. I have been up since four a.m. since I was so nervous I couldn't sleep. I also feel that on the spiritual level. That's a mood. Yeah. I get in the room and the telltale signs of my performance anxiety hit me like a freight train: uncontrollably shaky knees, sweaty palms and armpits, and honestly, everything else too. And most importantly, incredible dry mouth. As long as I can remember, I've had dry mouth when I get nervous. At this point, my salivary glands have left the building. My mouth is the desert. the pianist i can't handle this (laughs) my mouth is the desert (coughs) the pianist starts the beginning of my first piece and i sing the first few lines go well and i become more comfortable comfortable enough to smile then the next verse comes and it's a sad one my face fades accordingly but it doesn't my face feels weird I can literally not tell what my face is doing, but I'm pretty sure I've not done a face like this before. I can't move my face because I'm singing, but then, oh God, I realize I'm so anxious that my mouth has become so dry that my upper lip has stuck to the top of my canine teeth and I can't get it off. Oh Jesus Christ, have they noticed? Do they all know that I know? How the hell do I fix it? The only rests in this piece are to catch breaths, not giving me enough time to make an acting choice to run my tongue over my teeth to fix it. Finally, before I can panic anymore, God's mercy shines down on me and my lip (laughs) releases itself from the arid prison of my teeth. I finished the piece. I finished the audition. I got into Boko and I asked my department head once if she noticed my impromptu vampire teeth. Nobody noticed, but I've never seen her laugh that hard. I think a piece of me died that day, but it's one hell of an audition story to tell. The drama. (laughs) I appreciate that the submission is straight up a novel. Like, the writing. It's
1: beautiful. I love it.
0: It's okay. But honestly, I personally don't really struggle with dry mouth. But what I do struggle with is the sweat. (laughs) So when she says sweaty palms and armpits and honestly everything else too, that is me. I have I don't sweat as much when I work out versus when I sing. When I sing, I am like <laughs> drenched and it's horrible. And nothing is worse than being like totally just bucket of water on your head level sweat during an audition.
1: Wow, I'm the exact opposite. I don't sweat that much, but my mouth gets so dry. <laughs> so unbelievably dry maybe you're just more hydrated than, than i am and have more liquid to lose but i have this exact problem where like i have gotten my lip stuck to my teeth and it is the most uncomfortable and odd feeling because there isn't a good way to fix it like there's no good way to like snarl and release your lip from your teeth or your tongue is just so dry that it starts sticking to the inside of your mouth it's an awful awful feeling especially if you're singing i have bitten my tongue before an audition to get my mouth to actually produce liquid again Uh, which is why i also have the combined problem of i do the thing where i'm constantly drinking water before auditions which means that inevitably either a as soon as they ask me to be ready to go i have to use the restroom
0: or Uh, always
1: (laughs) i drink my water wrong and i end up sputtering and coughing because i'm an idiot and apparently don't remember how to drink water
0: the options that's so true
1: nothing else i've done that so
0: many times before yeah but
1: i feel this so bad but i love that she went back and asked
0: i know sorry (laughs) let me restate that exposed yeah true just exposed themselves also i like the fact that the person didn't notice i love the fact that everything is level 100 panic you know and then directors like half the time don't not even noticing but that's amazing i really like the vampire teeth (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I love is none of the panel probably noticed it. No. They probably weren't sitting close enough for them to notice, but it doesn't matter because when you're in that moment and you're making some bizarre face and you're just a little freshman, you know? I would be so panicked.
1: But that is, that's the world we build inside of our head during an audition. It's just like, they can see everything. They know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They can read my mind.
1: Boy, howdy, is this next one a thing. Although... I will say this, it actually bears some similarities to one of your stories, so get ready. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, But it starts off with a really, really sweet note, which is nice. So I'm going to read that as well because I I like it. First off, I wanted to say I absolutely love your podcast. While I'm not necessarily a performer anymore, I definitely resonate with your tips and tricks. Your social media episode was incredibly helpful, and I love how your podcast serves to seek all creatives, no matter their background or current vocation.
0: Thank you very much. Wow. That's so sweet. That's so nice. I'm
1: blushing. (laughs) Please send us compliments. We're a broken people. Please love Um, us. (laughs) (laughs) Now buckle up. This story is going to have you feeling very uncomfortable. Oh, God. It was my freshman year of high school. A very delicate time. Um, (laughs) The world was my oyster. My acting teacher encouraged us all to try out for the spring musical Damn Yankees. Let me tell you. At the time, I knew nothing about auditioning, and my teacher didn't feel it necessary to explain the process to the class. Um, excuse? <laughs> uh, anyways, it was audition day, and I was on cloud nine, completely innocent, walking into the audition room. A pianist, the director, my teacher, the choir director, and the choreographer waited on my arrival. Hello, welcome. What have you prepared to sing for us today? My heart stopped. What? Are we not given something to sing? <gasps> I was supposed to prepare a song. I froze.
0: Oh my
1: god! (gasps) Oh my, there's more. Oh no. (laughs) Um, did you bring sheet music? Sheet music. Oh no. Shaking, I mustered the courage to say yes. Although I prefer to sing a cappella, would that be all right? What a save! Uh, The choir director went silent. In total deadpan, he nodded and said, proceed. (laughs) At this point in the story, I think it's important for me to mention. I don't sing well. I act and I dance, but I definitely don't sing. (laughs) So what do I choose as my outstanding audition piece? The Bare Necessities from the Jungle Book. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The judging panel was floored. My acting teacher tried desperately not to laugh. If that wasn't bad enough, when my singing concluded, the choir director wanted more. I thought my horror was over, but then he said, And your monologue? Oh. A monologue? Was it insane for me to think that they prepared scenes for us to read? <laughs> At this point, I assumed I was going to pass away. <laughs> Same. Yes, of course, I responded. Today, I will be performing Grilled, a monologue by Anonymous. This so-called Anonymous playwright was me, y'all. I pressed on and performed a monologue I completely wrote in that very moment all about flipping burgers at McDonald's. By the way, I have never worked for McDonald's before. Jaws hit the floor. After I was done, I said thank you, and I booked it out of there. No, they did not say anything as I was leaving. I mean, they were just as relieved as I was to have that disaster of an audition done and over with. Let's just say I transferred to a new high school the following year. <laughs> I'm oh. crying. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Like- oh my gosh.
0: Oh, It's oh
1: my gosh! Oh my
0: God! This one is like one of those stories where it's like I was literally so shocked at the beginning. And then it just continues so to get mad. more and more shocking. I'm so mad at her acting teacher for doing that. So true. Oh Who is gosh. this acting teacher and why? How? Wait, hold on. I have to go back. Was the was the acting teacher... The acting teacher was in the audition.
1: Yes. And you know what? Here's what I have to say. You cannot blame anyone because high school auditions can be... They run the gamut. Oh, yeah. there's no way to know what they want from you in a high school audition. They could just have you reading scenes. I actually don't think I did monologues in high school. So there you have it. I think we did read scenes for auditions, but that was because mostly in musicals. Honestly, I kind of feel
0: like I need to start working the bare necessities into my audition package. Acapella. (laughs) Acapella.
1: I love love that you didn't just leave because I think I would have just left.
0: That's so true. I
1: think I would have just turned around and been like, I've walked into the wrong room.
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) And just been gone. Just been like, I'm sorry. I'm lost. Fled the scene. (laughs) Like your your teacher is in there, but you're like, sorry, I don't think I'm where I'm supposed to be. (laughs) Just leave. (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh.
1: gosh. Oh, honestly. I love, I love that you made up a monologue, though. That's.
0: I love that so, so much. I would like to request Grilled. Grilled to actually be typed out so that I can read Grilled and use that at my next audition because that, honestly, it's very clever. <laughs> I just want to say that <laughs> the person that sent this submission, I love them so dearly. And truthfully, if anybody could just BS a monologue about flipping burgers at mcdonald's it's this person without a doubt like i i genuinely knowing this person feel like this monologue was probably amazing (laughs) i i can't with this story that's very true though
1: this is a person who could definitely pull it off
0: a (laughs) 100
1: and i love that they went for it but there was i remember i did read somewhere that there was someone who was doing a play on Broadway, who, when they auditioned for the Juilliard School, made up their monologue. Like, they wrote it themselves and just said it was, a like, an old monologue that had been, that there was no uh, original author, which I love. I kind of love that, because who would know? There's right. so many monologues in the world. Yeah. Who knows how many there are? I think your only mistake on this one was not giving a fake name to the author.
0: That's <laughs> so true. Although, if they I, looked it I up. I love that, though. I mean, maybe it was better to do it anonymously because if There's she was like, so
1: many Jeff,
0: whatever, who knows if that person would have looked it up and then, like, they would have been, you know. Although, to be honest, perhaps it was already obvious that it was a made up monologue. But, like I said, I <laughs> yeah. genuinely do believe that this person could have pulled it off. I love that
1: so much, though. I just can't. I I really do desperately wish
0: we could hear Grilled.
1: That I, I do request an encore performance of Grilled.
0: Yeah. We'll do an IG live and um this person can join <laughs> us and give us a second world premiere of Grilled because I really I really need it.
1: <laughs> it it also I think that it is the best way to possibly end this. They they did transfer schools the next year. <laughs> so <true>. Which honestly <laughs> after that betrayal by that teacher who can blame you?
0: Yeah, I I honestly have so many questions about this and I need a follow up. I need to know like what what happened with this teacher afterwards? Like was there a conversation? Did they say anything? <laughs> was there a talk? Oh my gosh. Just a true 10 out of 10. All right, this next one really gets me. It says, I had just finished a pretty average audition for Wolf Trap in the middle of a slew of average auditions during grad school, but they gave me a callback. I was thrilled. As they ushered me back into the room, the panel asked me, so what else do you have with you today? And I, like the sweet, naive rookie that I was, answered all the pieces of music I had crammed in my binder that day. Oh, no. Naturally, they asked to hear Nanetta. Yeah, this is bad. Which I hadn't sung through in about two months. At this point, I'm jittery but still feeling all right until I'm nearing the end of the first long phrase and my mind goes completely blank. Like brick wall blank. So I peek over to the pianist who whispers the next words. I'm embarrassed, but go on. Next phrase, extended high note? Blank again. Pianist feeds me the words, I should have quit then, but I didn't. It happened three more times. Did I mention that I'm stubborn? By the end of the aria, I'm pretty much bolting out of the room, trying to look confident, asking, bet you guys have never seen that in audition, while the panel laughed. I was completely mortified. But you know what? I got hired that summer and the following one. And those panelists have been some of the most significant people to shape my musical life. And I've never offered more than five arias again because, duh. Oh, gosh.
1: What a nightmare. And honestly, I can't blame them because, like, there's just the thing. Like, if somebody asks you, like, what else is in your binder? Oh, man. But, like, kudos. Because continuing on after you realize, I really don't know this piece... Like, that takes a lot of strength.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, this person is an absolutely fantastic musician anyways. So I'm sure that played a huge role in them hiring them back. But at the same time, I feel the pure just willpower, the commitment, you know, I'm sure really stood out to them because at the end of the day, sometimes those type of things happen while you're in performance and you just have to figure it out and Keep going, you know? Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, sometimes a recovery is more impressive than just doing something well. Yeah. Because that's the reality is sometimes you mess up and seeing that somebody can, like, hold their own when something like that happens, that's a it's a nice quality. And then she laughed it off, which, you know.
0: Right. But then at the same time, this is absolutely mortifying. Oh, yeah. I can't handle how scary. I've had those moments where you forget and I've been lucky enough to never have to stop or ask for words. Usually, I'm more on the side of just making up a phrase until I get back on. But, oh, there's nothing worse. There's nothing that instantly just makes you feel sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no.
1: <laughs> because while you're busy making up words, you are also trying to remember what the actual words are in the next phrase. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a real And trying duty. to not look
0: obvious. <laughs> yes, very yeah. true.
1: Um, but you can do it, and you should, because once again, sometimes it pans out.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: what a time. I I cannot <laughs> imagine. This, actually, the next story is has a bit of a similar theme to it, but a, with a nice little twist on it. This next submitter says, I had submitted an application to the summer program the day the listing went up on YAP Tracker. Fast forward to almost a month later, and I hadn't heard a word from uh, said company, so naturally I assumed I was the recipient of an unspoken PFO. Oh, I forgot. I was like, PFO, please fuck off. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Basically, when they don't actually say it to you. Not so. Three days before the audition date, I was finally given a time slot. Of course, being an eager young soprano in my first year attempting all the big yaps, read paid versus pay to sing, I accepted the audition. (laughs) I hauled myself from Chicago to New York on the earliest flights of the day after a late night rehearsal. I was erect, to say the least. Like anyone else who has been forced to warm up in the bathrooms at NOLA or make awkward small talk at Opera America, (laughs) those places haunt my dreams. This audition, however, was the first time I found myself longing for the relative comfort of those poorly lit studios. I made my way to the Upper West Side with a bit of time to spare, but not much. I arrived at the address to find that this was no studio, but a residential apartment building. I was slightly concerned. Yeah, red flag number one. But stranger things have happened. Why I didn't change at the airport, I'll never know. I found myself looking like a squirrel caught in a thunderstorm with no available bathrooms within walking distance. In that moment, I decided that stripping on the street and changing into my audition dress was totally reasonable. I managed to make myself look somewhat presentable, and at the very least rid myself of the smell of O'Hare and JFK. Wow.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, my god! That is
1: rough and incredible. I strolled up to the front desk of the building where the security guard gave me the most confusing directions. I was still holding out hope that maybe this was a dedicated practice space or a small rehearsal studio or something reasonable. Nope. I walk into this dude's kitchen where four other singers are hanging around. Mind you, this is an NYC apartment kitchen, which means it's as small as my closet. Uh, The man had the largest bottle of Cholula I've ever seen a full gallon.
0: Okay wait though I trust this man <laughs> <laughs>
1: Michelle your standards are low um, The only thing separating the waiting room From the audition room Was a makeshift green curtain Once I'm called I walked into the man's living room And hand over my binder Business as usual I present my usual arias That day it was Mimi with the intention of following up with Mitradi He has me sing the second half of Mi Kiyamano And then ask me if I sing anything else That moves a little more I do, but I hadn't anticipated singing them. Being just so desperate to, to please, when he asked me if I sang No Mi dear, I said yes, and I hadn't really looked at it for almost a year, and now I know better to, to say yes. I made it through, oh. but it just got worse from there. When I was finished, he walked very slowly to his shelf of scores and pulled out the abduction from the Seraglio score. I have never, not once, even considered singing Constance. Again, being very green and wanting to appear smart, adaptable, and easy to work with, I agreed to sight-read Ach ich liebte. This audition is well over the 20-minute mark by this point, and yet he continues to essentially coach me on this aria that I've only sung through once just moments before. For 45 minutes I was in this man's apartment. Maybe it's because I was the last audition of the day. Maybe he was being sadistic. Who knows? I ended up being waitlisted, and I guess if nothing else, I got a coaching on an aria I'll probably never sing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> I I really can't with this one, because, first of all, it is exhausting to sing Mi Kiamano and then No Me, Dear. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Both of those arias are exhausting to sing by themselves. Also, I can't imagine singing. singing them one after I the other. I cannot imagine singing no, Me Deir if I hadn't really looked at it in almost a year. <laughs> That's terrifying. No, the coloratura is, is like, tough at the end. And it's high. And for anyone. And the whole intro, it's long. For anyone
1: who doesn't know Akik it is a very high, kind of stressful aria to sing.
0: Oh, it's absolutely one of the hardest arias.
1: It is not something you <laughs> would get opinion. anything out of sight reading for someone because you would be thinking so hard that you're like, there's just no way. I don't know what you think you would get out of hearing somebody sight read that. I really don't either. You're not really going to be able I to mean, tell if yes. somebody's voice can move I- if they're sight reading. No, there's,
0: yeah, there's just, I mean, if this is in your package, then yes, I could see how it definitely shows range and control. But for somebody sight reading this, this aria is like literally takes months to get in your body. We're talking like high D's, high E's, lots of high C's moving at the speed of light. I can't even imagine trying to sight read this piece. This person would have had to have been an insanely good sight reader to even attempt, in my opinion, even though it's a Mozart Those runs are just not something that you could just sight read when you think about how high it's placed.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, even if you're a great sight reader, sometimes when you're reading really high in a piece for the first time, you don't support the way you should. Like, that's my worst thing when I sight read. Singing up high, I just don't necessarily give it my full weight because I'm reading. You know, my brain is in other places. Oh, man. I just... Like, this puts me in a cold sweat just thinking about it. I go into auditions, and if I feel even like the slightest bit unprepared, I get super anxious. Even if I know my pieces oh, yeah. super well, I sometimes still get anxious. So, being asked to sight read a piece I've never read and a piece as difficult as Akik leave to, like, I just. <sighs> but also the fact that it's in an apartment that's something you should probably warn people about because if i got ended up in an apartment building i probably assume i was wrong
0: oh yeah if i realized that i was about to go into an apartment building for an audition i'd probably be like um am i safe right right now share location on phone (laughs) is this is this person gonna be wearing any clothes when i come in honestly
1: (laughs) though like that's my first thought is like this is kind of sketch is this a real audition did i apply to something
0: fake I also though I have so many questions because she said that she was applying for big yaps so I really want to know what the heck I just want want, I have questions
1: you want a warning (laughs) I think she mostly said paid versus unpaid versus ones where you pay to sing so it may not be one of like what we would consider the uh, big main ones but still wowie wowie zowie I love too that she's talking about you know having to warm up in bathrooms and everything which is something we've talked about but the fact that like she just changed on the street and she really moved past that so quickly i was like wait what do you mean you changed on the street
0: weirder things have happened on the streets that's New true York. and
1: i guess if you're changing into a dress like there are ways to shimmy
0: but still she's just she's stripping down outside this dude's apartment he, she goes in there's a gallon of cholula which I thought would be a good sign, but I should have known better. Yeah, the way and this started, asked, like
1: <laughs> that's not enough. That's a gallon of Cholula is not a redeeming <laughs> enough
0: quality for what happened here. That's 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 the kind of detail that I appreciate, though. That's what kind of puts this into context. <laughs> you know? really set the scene for and us. It really, it really does. But wow! Also, I can't imagine being in there for like forty-five minutes also how do you leave that audition i don't know you know what i mean was he just kind of like great thanks now please get out of my apartment like please leave my house i, <laughs> I can't i can't with yeah this that's story. the other
1: thing i just wouldn't want people at my house like it's no. weird on every level because first of all it's not in a place where it normally would be and it's also i mean most auditions the largest time block i think i've seen has been 10 minutes <laughs> yeah so to be in there for 45 minutes
0: I love coaching a song that I'll probably never sing. That just about yeah. sums it up.
1: Oh my gosh. Amazing. And I know the singer, and I, the guy, it's probably not.
0: Oh, yeah. No, you have to be an absolutely specific type of voice to be singing that role. Oh, yeah. That's not just like a, yeah, everybody has that in their package. No, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> that is like a highly specific thing. Yeah, it's scene. a very
1: particular role. Oh gosh. But I love it. Like, what a wild ride that is from beginning to
0: end. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, you did not disappoint. Thank you so much to everybody who wrote in. Your stories will live on forever. (laughs) And I will continue to think about this when I fall asleep at night. Anyways. Uh, If you guys want to be part of our next write-in episode, definitely follow us on Instagram. We are at Opera Offstage. That's where we post all of our upcoming prompts, um, and that has the directions for you guys. If you also have requests for any episodes, visit our website at opera-offstage.com. We love hearing feedback from you guys, and leave us a review. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye.